Okay, I think we're up and running. So, good morning, Joe. Good morning. And um, thanks for joining me on this discussion. We're going to sort of make two links today between athletics world, which you are totally absorbed into, and mental health and well-being. So we're going to try and join the dots between those two things. Um, and I guess a good place to start would possibly be your new venture, which is how I discovered you and sort of come across what you're up to at the moment. And that's the, um, the athlete place. Uh, it's quickly gaining traction already. I think you've only launched it for like four days, five days, and it's already surpassed the 1000 mark. So congratulations on that. Thank you. Thank you. So, um, yeah, what is the athlete place? What's it, what's it about? Who's it serve? What's its purpose? Yeah, so obviously we launched the athlete place on Friday afternoon. Um, the, the response and the traction it's had so far has been like, amazing. Um, had some great feedback. We've had a lot of people reaching out with their own issues, which is, which is exactly what we wanted. Um, so the athlete place is primarily a, a kind of peer-to-peer -peer support network platform, which is also going to provide stories as such blogs and kind of educational content so that people can get a better understanding and feel that they're they're not alone if they're going through something um i think the main focus was the fact that athletes first and foremost are humans i think humans have a lot of stuff on their plate at all times and then when you partner that with being an athlete as well you you have a lot of extra you have a, a lot of extras on your plate so it's kind of about knowing that there is somewhere to go and that there are people that you can talk to who actually understand. I think the athlete place in a nutshell is that kind of sense of knowing that there's people there who are in the same position as you or have been. So it's say, if you've gone through something or are going through something now, it's knowing that people have been through it as well. And that sense of, oh, me too. It always is a massive weight off your shoulders when you chat to somebody or see that someone's going through something that you're going through or you've been through. So I think the primary aim of it is to, to reach and help as many people as possible so that people know that there is that support network from people that actually understand firsthand what, they, what they're going through. Yeah, I, I would agree with that. Exactly. And um, I think it's important to find possibly like your tribe, you know, if you're talking specifically about athletes here um reaching out for some potential help uh doing that amongst peers as you said which understand your setting and your context and what it is you're about you know whether that's your day-to-day -day training whether that's just the way you view situations that in itself can actually be enough um so if, if i was a if i was a budding athlete and i was going through some sort of tough times and i wanted to you know, exploit what your, your service here, what would be my first sort of stages? What would you expect me to do? Yeah, I mean, the good thing about the site is that I didn't want it to be too one-dimensional. I didn't want it to be, say, just the discussion forums where people can can sign up and chat to other people that have potentially gone through something else or or get advice from people that maybe even haven't gone through. I think it's important to have a different outlook or just one kind of thing. So alongside the discussion forums there's also stories there which are going to be written firsthand by the athlete themselves say if you've gone through something or if or if somebody's gone through something then they can write about their own experiences they can give advice they can say what they would have done or what they wish they would have done etc and kind of give a first-hand kind of 
anecdotal experience that other people can really resonate with um, so that people can actually read it and understand it and then get that that me too sense that I mentioned earlier I think alongside that and alongside the the blogs which are going to be more kind of entertaining but also serious and educational at the same time I think having a balance between both educational and entertaining is great I think you don't want to push too much like kind of seriousness you need to kind of let your hair down a little bit as well and have something to read that's going to make you feel happy as well and so I think if somebody was really struggling or if somebody needed to to reach out or find something the athlete place can provide the forums like I mentioned where people can sign up they can speak to people they can start their own forums and chat to whoever or about whatever it doesn't matter it's just about talking I think talking is the most important thing it's definitely stage one I think alongside um, acknowledging that there's something wrong then talking is the next step so I think those things really come hand in hand with being able to to move forward, to get better and to, to, to seek professional help if that's need be. I think as well, the fact that the athlete place isn't a substitute for professional help. It's the, the kind of stage beforehand where you can, um, you can seek the help and you can seek the advice and you can really kind of know that there's something bubbling under the surface perhaps, or there's something already bubbling, then you can actually seek the help you need from the links on the site or you can you can then kind of realize that there are places to go and that there are people to talk to to then get better i think definitely the first stage there is definitely recognizing there's a there's an issue you know you're experiencing some form of symptoms as it were um so it's important to recognize those symptoms and rather than bottling that up and saying there's nobody there's no place there's no one that can help with this actually yeah, sure. acknowledging that feeling and saying I need to speak with somebody and the athlete place is the perfect place to start can I ask if um if somebody does start chatting is there an option for anonymous um contact or is it always or is there a yeah, choice between the exactly there definitely is I think one of the main things I was I was really wanting to push with the site and with the the forums in itself I think is so important to to have that opportunity to take away the barriers that come with communication. I think a lot of the time people are too scared to talk or, to, or, or just don't talk because it comes from you and people know that it's coming from you. Say if you were too scared to talk to a family member or a friend or a training partner or someone like that, I think the fact that you actually have to talk to them takes a lot of strength in itself. So the 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 anonymous um, and the fact that you can be anonymous on the site means that it takes away a lot of those barriers. I think it's as simple as as we've said on the site. You can you can sign up. You can use a, a username that isn't that isn't um, open or doesn't know that it's you, and you can you can go from there. I think couple that with having people that do speak openly as themselves. For example, if you had a big name in sport speaking openly about their experiences then how would that make those who who are feeling insecure are feeling their issues and are too scared to speak openly that would make them feel amazing seeing somebody who's who's a big name and it would make them feel a lot less lonely for one and it would make them feel a lot better about themselves for having whatever they have going on yeah absolutely i mean <clears throat> you saying that just reminds me 
I recently watched a documentary by Freddie Flintoff. I don't know if you've seen, seen yeah, that. Yeah, the bulimia one. Yeah. And just, you know, simply going, you know, in the documentary, it was the first time he actually went and spoke to anybody or saw anybody else suffering with similar problems. And I thought that in itself obviously takes an incredible amount of strength. Yeah, um, for sure. You could see what he was taking from that just from talking with somebody alone. For sure. Um, but having somebody like him in that light and sharing his experiences will do wonders for definitely, athletes in similar positions. So all the power yeah. it to him, really. It's one of those things where it, it, anything can happen to anybody. I think at the end of the day, like I said, we're human beings first and foremost. It doesn't matter how good you are at your sport or who you are or what you've accomplished. You're still prone to these things that human beings are prone to. Like you said, with Freddie Flintoff, one of the best cricket players we've ever had, yet he struggled massively. And you can link that to Johnny Wilkinson, one of our best players ever, who struggled massively with mental health issues. And you can link these to, to just your average Joes. Like, this is the same. Like, they're human beings. So it happens that they're very, very talented in their given profession. But first and foremost, human beings have stuff on their plate and they are able to, to work around these things and to, to fix them as well. Totally. I mean, <clears throat> going back to the sort of traction that you've gained in such a short space of time, there's, well, two things. Either you're incredibly popular and people want to support <laughs> what you're doing, <laughs> or there's a, a real need and a demand for exactly what you're offering. So are you finding that people are already using that service and already sort of signing up to what it is you're offering? Yeah, so like like what you've said, I think to start something like this, there has to be a need for that 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 product and that service. I think for me, I'm in a position where I, I know I know quite a lot of people, but it just so happens that what I've made and what I'm making and working with is is definitely needed, given the feedback that we've had so far and what I've what I've spoken to people about, and even from my own personal experiences, if there was something like this available to me. When I was going through my issues, then I'm almost certain that I would have I would have had extra help along the line. I think I think it definitely is something that that needs to be to be pushed. Just with anything in the mental health um, sector, I think all these things need to be pushed as much as possible to reach as many people as possible, so that it can then help as many people as possible. Um, in regards to the site at the moment, we've had we've had a lot of traction and the social media pages are kicking off, which is great. And it's hopefully only going to get better from here. But in terms of um, how much usage the site's getting, it's been it's been good. We've had a lot of people signing up. I think one thing is that the, the forums haven't had as much kind of usage yet. But I think that's something where people once they kind of get more comfortable and it becomes slightly more normal to, to use this thing or once people kind of kind of break through and start to use it and then I think it will, will be a massive help and especially with the national lockdown in the UK that we've got coming up again, I think it will provide a real big help for those people that feel like they need to talk or get something off their chest or even just asking for advice. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. I mean, from an outsider to the athletics world, you know, anyone that competes at a high level, and this is to any discipline, I would assume that they have all of these things, all of these support networks available to them at the highest standards. You know, if you think about physical health and fitness, nutritionists, 
trainers, you know, clubs, the whole community, all the equipment that you would require. As an outsider, you would perceive that why would this side of things, you know, the mental health and well-being side, also not be there? I mean, is that a true assumption that it's not there or is it not as accessible? What, what, what's the issues there? I think, I think it's one of them where the people that are in a higher position in sport are very lucky to have the, the support networks they have around them. I think the governing bodies are doing a good job in terms of physical health and the, the well-being and physical health is, is always there. There's a nutritionist, there's physiotherapists everywhere you look and it's important to have. But I think the, the mental health side of things and the, the mental support that athletes need is, is still not quite there. I think, I think there's still a stigma behind uh, mental health and there will be until it becomes normal. Um, I think the, the movement is doing, a, is doing a good thing, is moving in the right direction maybe it's not moving quick enough and maybe people need to kind of more people need to kind of jump on it. Um, but I think, I think there needs to be an improvement in communication. First and foremost, I think those people in power and those people who are working in these kinds of jobs need to need to practice or be better at communicating with people or athletes just to simply check up on them. I think it's important and you hear this all the time, simply asking, Oh, how are you doing today, mate? Or, are like are you okay means the world to some people and it would make a massive difference just to ask that simple question so I think if starting with something like that where people simply ask how someone's doing and a lot of the time people won't simply they'll say oh I'm fine but then if you'd be like oh are you really how are you really like if you initiate that conversation and you kind of make it that you actually care and that it's not like a chore or, or you're kind of like kind of it's, it's kind of like if you're kind of being asked something then you're much more likely to to give the the required answer rather than you giving the answer without anybody asking so I think more people will be inclined to actually speak out and say how they're really feeling and if they have issues if they're asked rather than feeling like a burden and saying something to somebody who hasn't asked. So I think, I think in any sport, in any like profession, in, in, in any kind of situation, I think just people being better at communicating, even if it's just asking, how are you doing? And if you've got anything you'd like to talk about, I think. And if they say no, then great, you can move on. But if they actually do and they feel like they can speak to that person, then a lot of issues will be will be improved or even sorted. And do you think that there has to be a shift in culture from sort of like the grassroots? You know, does this need to be embedded from, you know, I, let's say you're in a training camp at the age of six or seven years old, you know, establishing that kind of culture that it's okay to talk about issues that might be surrounding you that are other and separate from athletics? to be able to have role models in those positions of power that provide an environment that from the grassroots up uh, promotes people talking in that way. Is it yeah. the one or is that, is again, is it, does it need more? Definitely. I think, I think that's the kind of thing where there can never be too much. I think there would never be too much um, kind of, too many role models or too many places where you can talk or too many kinds of opportunities to talk I think 
instilling that you can talk and that you should talk about your problems to to people that are younger will then kind of be 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 safe and be kind of um consolidated within a generation in itself i think if you can if, if we as, as as a generation or as everyone can kind of make sure that it's okay to talk to us to one another or for, for anybody even even the younger children i think will then make a massive difference with with the mental health movement and with other movements i think just communicating is so important in a lot of things or in most things so i think if it's if it's made made available and made normal to talk and encouraged by people by anyone by a role model or by or by just your, your average person on the street i think much more people are likely to start communicating about things yeah absolutely i mean i couldn't agree more i see it my setting is traditionally through schools and again if you're setting up that peer-to-peer peer-to-peer scenario from from the, the moment they come into school if you're encouraging that kind of work to happen it carries right the way through and you and you see the benefits from that um so what about your sort of career is that talk about like the highs and the lows where did it all start what's it got to because ultimately the athlete place has come out of possibly your rejection in some way of or, or pulling out of the love from what i've read yeah. in terms of yeah, sure. that you've taken part in so talk us through that kind of journey yeah so i've always been very very sporty i think i was lucky to be brought up by very sporty parents um and I all started playing football, just like most kids. Um, and then I was in, I think I was coming to the end of uh, primary school. And we, one of my friends went to the athletics club locally. And he wanted somebody to, to compete with him at an open meeting. So I went along with him. Um, it turns out I was, I was pretty fast and it was, it, was, it was good from there. And then from then I got asked to race at, um, a, at one of the National League competitions for the, for the club. And then from then it kind of, I found a love for another sport, which is great because then I could balance that with my football. And as, yeah. I've, as a kid, being fast is, is, is really cool to be quick when you're young. Everyone loves it. And the fact that being quick in football is also a massive benefit. So it kind of went hand in hand. And then obviously from there, I kind of carried on. Uh, I got better. I progressed naturally like, like most people do. Um, and then... I ran for, for GB a few times at an age group level. Um, I won a few national titles, um, but I was all, I was enjoying it so much. And that was what kind of kept me in the sport. It wasn't how good I was. It was, it was the good things that came from it. It was mainly the social side of things. I think for me, I'm quite, I'm quite a sociable person. I like to be around others. And the fact that going to competitions and training sessions like this, really kind of enabled me to meet loads of like-minded people and to be around those kinds of people every day. Um, some of the best friends that I've made have been through sport without doubt. So it's kind of one of those things where the good you have to kind of find what you enjoy and keep on doing it because otherwise, like, what's the point? Like, for me, the, the social side of sport has been what's kept me going, like I said, and to, to lose that kind of element kind of means that there's not much left for it I think like with the with the lows like you said I think for me I kind of lost a balance and lost touch of why I was really doing the sport I think like I said it's important to do what you enjoy and keep keep tapping that 
So for me, the social side of things was by far and away the most important thing. It was what made me want to do it. And I think if you kind of lose track of that and say for me, it was, it got a bit too intense and I kind of, I kind of lost the, the balance from, from life and from sport and then the, how they kind of combine. And for me, I kind of, I need to have that kind of opportunity to let my hair down, to be able to, to do other things that I enjoy. Um, so then that will kind of link back to my performance on the track. And I think, like I said, doing, doing what you enjoy, it doesn't have to be just one thing. You can do numerous things that make you happy and then you can kind of keep going from there and then find the ultimate kind of happiness, which is kind of like what, what the aim is really. Yeah, well, it links back to what you sort of said at the beginning, which is about athletes at the end of the day are humans. And yeah. we desire a balance. You know, we don't just focus on one, one thing. We have lots of things that uh, occupy our time and occupy our happiness and how we're feeling about those things at the time. So, yeah, I can see that. I mean, is there a lot of pressure to just be the best always on the track as well? Like, in, in, a, in a competitive nature where essentially you're rewarded for first, second and third, right? So anything yeah. below that is not recognised. Yeah, in so like the pressure, I guess, that like training, say you're struggling with an issue, may not even be related to the sport or the discipline, but you're yeah, just struggling exactly. with something. Does that translate as like a sign of weakness um, for what you're doing? And is, is that adding some barriers into why perhaps people struggle to talk openly about it? Um, you know, that sort of pressure and the expectations from friends, family, the social media channels, you know, the whole, the whole host of things, really. Yeah, I think, I think nowadays in today's society, especially with the social media backgrounds and, and the publicity kind of side of things, I think a lot of pressures can come from, from external sources. But I think the ultimate pressure is always going to be from within yourself. I think it's in a sport which is purely based on first, second, third, like you said, and performance, I think it's very easy to, to put too much pressure on yourself and to fall into that trap of, oh, I have to do this, that and that to kind of keep up with this person or to impress this person or, or to do something else. I think, I think it's important to kind of keep track of, of the, the important things that kind of take away the pressures and to do it because you enjoy it first and foremost. I think that was the main thing with me. Um, so I think pressures are definitely there. I think with, with social media and the politics and like drama within sports nowadays, and especially with the media, the further up you get in your sport, the more likely there are to be people watching your every move and being judged. And for a lot of people that, that doesn't sit well with people. I think there needs to be that kind of respect for athletes as human beings. Like I said, at the end of the day, they're kind of treated a bit like meat where people are all over them and that people kind of judging them for, for whatever they do. And they're, they're kind of only being judged for their time or for their performance on the, on the track or, or on the pitch. And it's kind of like, hold on a minute. Like these people are being kind of purely treated as athletes and kind of robots in a sense where they're owned by the clubs or the managers or the coaches and that they have to do this that and that 
but then a lot of the time the things that actually they need to do as a human being aren't respected as much as they should be mm. and <clears throat> with regards to you know we speak about like the first second third scenario and what's recognized in terms of success i mean as an athlete you might hit your pb um and actually only you know finish fifth sixth seventh in a race i mean what does that do to your sort of self-esteem and what does that do to your own sort of confidence about your own performances because the structure almost sets itself up to compare yourself to others and and the system of reward as opposed to your own sort of like uh, accomplishments yeah for sure i mean like you said it's it's easy to kind of fall into that trap where you just look at the result as in the place where you finish i think as well it comes from those that are around you if you're surrounded by people that would look at your time and you've run a PB and it's the best you've ever performed. And they're very like, like happy for you and they're congratulating you and they're, they, they think, oh my God, you've done so well. This is the best you've ever competed. Well done. As opposed to looking at it in a negative kind of spin where you're like, oh, you only finished sixth or seventh. Like that, like that's, that's rubbish. Then you have to kind of put a positive spin on these things and think, well, hold on a minute. I've just run the best I've ever done and there's still people better than me, then that's the best I can do. As long as you've done the best you can do, then maybe next time you'll come fourth or third or even first. It kind of is one of those things where if you do your best and if you have physically done your best, then that's all that you can do. There's no point in looking at it going, oh, but I've, I've come sixth or seventh, like, realistically that's not going to do anyone any good it's not going to help anyone so it's kind of it's important to to look on look at the positives and to to take the positives and then move forward with them so that you can actually improve not just as an athlete but as a person I think having confidence and good self-esteem is is so important to to being happy and to to being content and I think that kind of translates with what you do on the track and if you can take what you do on the track or on the pitch to your everyday life, then, then things will start to look up for sure. Absolutely. Is that, um, again, is that sort of like a grassroots thing that needs to be fed into children from a young age is, you know, as you're potentially just starting your journey as an athlete, it's very easy to just look at the end goal and say, I want first, I want to be on the podium. I want to be able to break the world records, whatever it is. Um, yeah. Yeah, like how do you condition children and young people and young adults to focus on the internal reward rather than the external reward? You know, is that is that something that is worked on in a, in training? Is that something that you would address, or is it neglected or not? Yeah, I think I think you always hear the phrase "it's the taking part that counts." I think I think it's it's important to bear that in mind, but to an extent, I think. If you look at it in, in a performance only kind of sense, then how do you expect to do well if it's just the taking part that counts? But then realistically, the taking part then links to the fact that you're, you're wanting to do it because you're having fun. So there, then if you look at it in that kind of light, then, then it really is just the taking part that counts. Because if you do take part and you do try your best, then the performances will come hand in hand with that anyway. So it's one of those where I think making sure that kids have that balance between the taking part that counts, trying their best and wanting to do well, 
because I think the need and the desire to do well, not just in sport, will then translate into to other things in life. I think it will it will encourage people and children coming up to to not just settle, to to always strive for more within all areas of life, which is so important. And I think that sport does does wonders in terms of relating to other areas of life where you can take those skills and you can slightly adapt them to everyday life. For example, striving to do best in your job or or to, to reach the next milestone and those kinds of things, which all kind of do stem back to the taking part that counts. Because if you weren't there on, or on the start line or on the pitch, then you're not going to be able to perform in the first place. Absolutely. That um, kind of links into what I wanted to ask about sort of like advice. Um, but just like a general average Joe, as it were, like myself, what sort of tips could I take from the athletics world with regards to whether that's physical health, mental health, social health, whatever, um, how can I take those sort of habits or rules for living, as it were, and apply yeah. them to my own? Uh, apply them to my own life. Like, what advice would you give to somebody? I think. I think the good thing about sport is that it's very goal orientated. I think a lot of the time you you do set goals if they're there for personal best or if they're even to go to training five times a week or something like that. And I think those kinds of things can can link back to to everyday life. You hear about goals in in the workplace all the time, and it's the same in sport. I think so. To get started, you have to you have to physically start. You have to be on the start line, or you have to you have to go to work. So it's kind of one of them where, if you're not there to start, then you're not going to be able to progress. I think advice would be to to simply start doing something, and to then be able to notice what went well, what didn't go so well. And then the next time you do it, you, you'll try and repeat what went well and eliminate what didn't go well. I think that, that those, those kinds of things can go, they can link to a lot of things. I think just in sport as well, if you, if you have a bad training session or a bad match, then you're, the next time you step out onto the field, then you'll want to do better than the last time. And it's one of those things where, you always need to do better than the last time but it's okay if you don't I think because every time you do something that doesn't go as well then you're learning from that and as long as you're learning from that and looking at it in a positive way rather than just moping about and being negative about it then you'll carry that negative mindset into into what you ne- what you do next so I think being able to to set goals to to set reasonable goals and and specific goals so that you can actually move forward and then achieve something so that if you want to run a 5k in under in under 30 minutes then you do one and then you run it in, in 29 minutes then the next time you want to do it in 28 and a half minutes and if you can kind of keep that mindset of move, always trying to move forward no matter what it is, I think is, is just is, is, is important. But it's also important where if you don't move forward, because it's impossible to always move forward, there will be ups and downs and there will be plateaus. But I think it's important to have that mindset and that kind of that view on things where it's okay to not move forward as long as you take something from it and you can actually learn from what's, what's happened. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, you know, as you said, just turning up, arriving, sort of, being present that's um it can be translated to all, all walks yeah. of life and you know i think to how many 
times I've probably started a health goal in my life, you know, yeah. having to go to the gym X amount of times a week. But, you know, I just begin by picturing my end goal, the end result. And, you know, it's very easily sort of washed away in the very early days because For sure. it's not that I haven't started. It's just that my bar was set so high to begin yeah. that I couldn't see that progression. Um, yeah. And I, I think that's true of all walks of life. Showing up might just be the first step. And if, if that's what you need, if that's all you're capable of in that moment in time, that's absolutely fine. The next time you show up, you need to do something a little bit more. And a little exactly bit. that exactly is the, the law of progressive overload in the sporting sense so it's where you you do something and then you you work a bit harder and then a bit harder and then the harder you work that then becomes normal your body adapts to it and it's the same with the mind if you if you can progress your mind and you can progress your body so that what was once difficult for you becomes the norm I think is so important to, to relate that to everyday life and to kind of get comfortable being uncomfortable as such, because then that uncomfortable feeling will then become comfortable and you'll be fine. It's, it's, it's relatable to a lot of things, which is, which is the great thing about sport. Yeah. So before we sort of wrap up our conversation, again, just remind us of where we can find you or the athlete places it just Instagram is it Facebook is it websites so where and how um so the social medias they're all at the athlete place um they're all the same across Twitter Facebook and Instagram and the the site itself is theathleteplace.com and you can or you could google the athlete place it comes up pretty nicely which is cool yeah I did do that myself and it's straight up there number one <laughs> that's ideal yeah that's perfect well, good for you. And um, yeah, practicing what you preach, essentially, which is speaking. I think that in itself will speak volumes to people that are um, thinking about reaching out to your website, your forums. You know, if you just look through some of the stories that you have up on there already, I think if I was an athlete looking at some of the profiles on there and just reading about some of their stories and you go, oh, yeah, I could recognize that. I can connect with that. And yeah. I think. That alone will do a lot for some athletes. So, um, yeah, that's the yeah. aim. Congratulations for setting Thank it up. Thank you very much. I think it's clearly needed. And um, yeah. wish you all the best moving forwards and the athlete place all the success. Thank you very much. Well, thanks for taking time to uh, speak with me today. That's all right. And uh, I'll see you later.